Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Hey, welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. I'm Brendan, and I'm sitting here with Jesse. It is the end of the week, Friday. We made it to Friday. And today we're going to be picking up on our weekly readings with Hebrews chapter 11, verses 23 through 28. And Jesse Like, who is sitting across the table from me, across the other side of the microphone, is going to be reading this passage, and then we'll spend some time reflecting on it. I'm just excited to see how this one overlaps with some of the things that we've been um, I know. wrestling with. There are a the week. lot of good themes from this week, uh, a lot of great passages, and a lot of common themes. So hopefully you guys have been picking up on that too. Um, Jesse, you want to take it away? Yeah, here we go. By faith, Moses was hidden by his parents for three months after his birth because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to share ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered abuse suffered for the Christ to be greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, unafraid of the king's anger, for he persevered as though he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. Oh man, what a passage. I I love how the writer of Hebrews, I'm not going to say Paul because we don't know who wrote Hebrews, but I love how the writer of Hebrews so succinctly um, narrates Moses' life. Um, the first thing that I didn't, when I was reflecting on this passage earlier, I did not see this, but the his parents um, saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Um, the child being beautiful, Moses being the child, um, that really drew me in uh, that 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 was a, something worthy of noting for the writer mm-hmm. of Hebrews to say the parents noticed the child was beautiful and weren't afraid of the king's edict. They 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 had sanct- there was sanctity of human life there that they're able to see the beauty in their child and say, we, we regard this as higher value than whatever the King says to do or whatever the King could do to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of things that we could take from that alone, just into how we treat children or, um, uh, how parents, you know, the inherent we, value and dignity of a human life, yes. um, regardless of their choices, regardless their of laws whatever. or, you know, yeah. customs or whatever the government tells us to do with children or whatever it is. Um, I think there's some great stuff in there. Um, and then um, the other thing was there, I think there's a parallel between that and Moses seeing the people of God. Um, and I would insert the word beautiful there too. And seeing the people of God as more beautiful and more worthy than enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin or all the treasures of Egypt, right? Um, the abuse suffered for the Christ to be greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. So that weighing of heavenly things over and against earthly things, 
the belief of Moses and his parents to see beauty and dignity and, and value uh, in people who the world does not prize, but who God prizes and being able to stand on their side and, and uh, endure suffering on their behalf, um, even when there's laws against it, um, yeah. makes me, that's really inspiring for me. Yeah. Inspiring and convicting and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just that they were able to see the future hope and live as if it's now. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like they're doing is they, they see the beauty of the people and they're living as if that's for real Yes, right now, even though right now what they're experiencing is something less than that. Yes. I and, was, I was listening to another podcast recently where they were saying the job of the church is not to change the world. And I thought, what? Of course it's to change the world. What else are we doing here? <laughs> and he said, and he repeated himself. He said, the job of the church is not to change the world. The job of the church is to live as if the world is already the kingdom of God. Mm. To live as a foretaste of the kingdom of God. To live it true now. Not to try to change everything else, but to live it out in our own lives. I think there's a lot of power in that and freedom in that and boldness in that because we start living the values of the kingdom rather than trying to live against and change the values of the world. Rather than trying to force something that's not wanting to change to change, we we say we're going to change ourselves. Regardless. And we're going to live differently. And we see the early church do that, right? The way they live together. And it was attractive. It drew people in, even though they didn't understand it because the Holy Spirit was part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's awesome. I think the thing that really caught my attention in this, especially as I thought through the passages for this week, is um, the theme of fear and afraidness. Mm-hmm. And, and really the contrast that I see in this passage, both in Moses' parents and then later in Moses, who by faith left Egypt unafraid of the king's anger. Like Moses and his parents aren't afraid of worldly kingdoms. But the other passages talk about people that encounter the king of kings or God to be very afraid. And I think of like, what is our reaction to worldly powers versus to encountering God? Mm-hmm. And which one do we fear and which one do we kind of take for granted? And I think there's just something there for us. Who do we owe our allegiance to? Who yeah. do we ultimately obey? And, and it has to be one person. It cannot be both. And if we serve God, then we with God laugh at the kings of the world and say they're plotting against God's kingdom in vain. And that's what Moses' parents did. That's what Moses did. He said, basically, you can't touch me. I'm part of God's kingdom. I'm part of God's people by birth. This is my nation. Even though I've been raised in this world, in this culture, my true identity is with is formed and shaped by God. And I will act as if that's my first and foremost identity. Which brings us back to what God continually says about Jesus is, you're my son. You're the beloved. Mm-hmm. And, and that God's saying those same words over us as we trust in Christ, that he says to us, you're my son and daughter, you're my beloved. Live like that. Yeah, I think that's a great summary of a lot of the texts in this, this whole week's readings, is asking the question, who is our true king? And do we fear the kingdoms of the world, or do we fear the kingdom of God? And if we fear the kingdom of God, we really have nothing to fear in this world, because um, he lifts us up like Jesus does and says, don't be afraid. And you're part of my kingdom now. Um, so I don't know, for me, that that really encapsulates um, a huge theme of this week's reading is like what you said about we've got we've got uh, kings of the world and the kingdom of God and which one are we really a part of. Um, and Jesus is the king that we owe our allegiance to. 
So that gives me a lot of peace you know, this week and, um, and thinking about where we're at as a country and as a world. It gives me peace to know, okay, I, I have freedom then in Christ to pay my allegiance to God and not to any other kingdom that might be um, vying for my allegiance. Yeah, I think it's great. It's so fun to see these passages all linked together. Yeah, any um, other kind any of other kind of themes you see? I think those are the ones that really just caught my attention as we read through them today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think, yeah, the fear aspect and also for me, the light and the cloud, like the the dawning of in uh, the the um, yeah the dawning of of the day of Jesus. So Jesus coming into the world and being the full expression of God, uh, the full expression of the kingdom of God, and being crowned as king in our world, someone we can look at and have an eyewitness of and say, all right, that's the testimony that I'm staking my life on is the testimony of Jesus. That's another theme I see in there. Anything else you'd like to say before we kick out? I don't think so. All right. Hope Jesse. this has been a good week for everybody. And Yeah. We're excited to see a Sunday and worship and hear the stories of God together. Jesse, thanks for doing these readings with me. You bet. Appreciate it. Um, if you guys have any thoughts of your own, I'm going to say this in a second and reiterate it, but um, there's a you can click on the show notes. There's a link where you can leave a voice message. And um, I would love to see uh, you know recordings from you guys. Uh, you can download the Anchor podcast app and do it there or you can do it through the show notes but record a little voice message or send us an email with some of your thoughts and we will include that in the next podcast so thanks for tuning in guys and we will see you next week on monday morning uh for our next i think the next person next guest is gonna be dwight beal so all right thanks guys Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.